Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast. This podcast was recorded November 2nd, 2021. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. In our latest podcast, we're taking a break from earnings and highlighting two of the more interesting inbound client questions we've gotten over the past week, as well as some work we've done on how the stock market's been trading in regard to supply chain news. All of these speak to the strange resilience of the U.S. equity market recently. The big things you need to know. First, U.S. equities tend to outperform bonds during Fed hiking cycles. Second, negative real yields remain supportive of U.S. equities, at least for now. And third, the recent peak in freight rates helped put a bottom in the S&P 500 and reignite cyclicals. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major providers. Now the details. Takeaway number one, U.S. equities tend to outperform bonds during Fed hiking cycles. One of the more interesting client requests we got last week asked about how U.S. equities perform relative to other asset classes during Fed hiking cycles. The relationship between commodities and U.S. equities has actually been pretty inconsistent over time, and U.S. equities tend to lag non-U.S. equities, particularly early on in hiking cycles. But it's a different story with bonds. In hiking cycles, U.S. equities do tend to outperform bonds, treasuries, investment grade, and high yield, which isn't surprising as a rising rate environment should theoretically push bond prices down. This is an important part of the historical playbook to keep in mind in the year ahead. U.S. equities have looked over-owned relative to fixed income in just about every cross-asset ownership study that we run, things like household balance sheets and tactical asset allocation fund holding studies. But it doesn't look to us like Fed hikes themselves provide an incentive to reduce that equity exposure. Takeaway number two, negative real yields remain supportive of U.S. equities for now. Another interesting question that came into our team last week was on how U.S. equities perform in different real yield environments. We kept things pretty simple and looked at S&P 500 performance post-financial crisis when real yields are increasing and decreasing and when they are positive and negative. For context, we're currently experiencing some of the most negative real yields we've seen since the financial crisis, and they've been falling or moving sideways of late. On a 3, 6, and 12-month forward basis, equity market returns have been much, much stronger when real yields are falling and negative than when they've been rising and positive. We'll wrap up with takeaway number three. The recent peak in freight rates helped put a bottom in the S&P 500 and reignite cyclicals. After a massive surge higher, freight rates have been declining for the past five weeks. When they peaked, the S&P 500 put in what, for now at least, was its recent low. As freight rates peaked and the broader market bottomed, cyclicals also took off relative to both secular growth and defensives. Industrials, materials, and consumer discretionary ex-internet names, all at the epicenter of the supply chain problem, began to outperform the broader market as well. At the same time, TIMT, Tech, Internet, Media, and Telecom, began to lag. To be fair, some of the TIMT underperformance was also due to misses on 3Q results related to supply chains, which seemed to catch investors off guards. For context, supply chains are a complicated issue, and it's clear that freight rates aren't the only issue to monitor. Labor, ports, and semis are just a few of the other variables that matter. And it's possible that mounting supply chain worries will trip up U.S. equity markets again. 
We've increasingly started to talk about year-ahead outlook season, which kicks off in late December and lasts through January and February, as a potential stumbling block for the stock market if investors start to worry that mid-2022 improvement in supply chains, the base case expectation of many investors based on our late September survey work, turns out to not be realistic. That being said, we still think it's important to take a moment to listen to what the market itself has been telling us over the past month or so about supply chains. U.S. equity markets are inclined to latch onto any glimmers of hope on the supply chain problem that they can find, and by the time it's clear that the supply chain problem is well on its way to being fixed, the stock market will most likely have already baked in that outcome. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in hearing from other RBC analysts on industry-specific takeaways, be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.